and welcome to this, our very first podcast episode of Because It's Paranormal. My name is Lance Foss. And I'm Tammy Langston. And we are Team Whips. That's our other name, our Paranormal Investigation Group. Which is, if you don't know, Western Washington Investigators of Paranormal Science. So what sets us apart from other paranormal podcasts? What sets us apart? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're smart. We're funny. And gosh darn it, people like us. They do. They <laughs> really, really do. But At least old people and babies. <laughs> Seriously, welcome to this podcast. We are going to be talking about some things that, you know, some people may not talk about on other podcasts. Like, I'm going to talk about lesser known locations. And local locations. Yeah, yeah. M- mostly. At least to start. You know, right. We are going to branch out eventually. I think we need, I think we're first, we're representing Washington state. Right. And I think this is a good way to let people get to know Washington state, not just the three or four places that you've heard of in Washington state, but we do have a lot of good history here. There is a lot of good history, and I'm learning a lot about it because I just moved here not all that long ago. Right. I mean, I can tell you anything you want to know about Colorado, but Washington- We're, we're not in Colorado. I know. It's fascinating. Washington is very fascinating. We're also going to talk about Sasquatch mm. every once in a while. The elusive big guy. Because we're kind of living in their backyard. We are in Washington. And maybe some other cryptids. Maybe. You know, we'll we'll see what drops in our lap. And right. UFOs. Yes, we do have one of the biggest reporting sites of UFOs here in Washington State. And as you know, I'm a little dubious. I know you on are. That. Um, I know you are. And <clears throat> w- believe me, when we go, and we will go, we will share that with the audience, and we will share your reaction <laughs> to... You know, one of the most, I think, prevalent areas of UFO sightings in the country. If anything, I remotely hope that it's equivalent to the reaction I had when I thought I saw a UFO. Yeah, yeah. And it turned out to be those damn satellites <laughs> yeah, satellite that launch. Elon Musk threw up in the sky. <laughs> but It and, was adorable, though. <laughs> and, and that's a story for another episode never to be aired. <laughs> And then we'll also be talking about equipment that we use during paranormal investigations. Cool. What do we use? What's good about it? What's not so good about it? And what are our experiences with the equipment? Kind of like the class you're planning on giving at some of the local conferences, Paranormal 101. Exactly. Paranormal Paranormal Equipment 101. 101, yes. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. I am going to try to keep us all up, you know, and keep you all up on uh, some of our paranormal current events, like conventions that we go to. Right. We have a few here in the Northwest. Right. They're all so good. They're all so good, but, you know, um, Port Gamble is near and dear to our heart. Right. I mean, it's hard not to be, because we're kind of attached to a couple of locations. Not in the bad paranormal way. We also will be attending a Bigfoot festival oh, at the end of up. this month. Yes, here in yeah. Washington. Details to follow in a later episode. You know, we're not going to spill any beans, but we do some science. We are currently in the middle of doing an experiment. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
and we we're we will do everything to try to debunk something and when we can't it's all about the scientific method and getting repeatable results so yeah it's really important i think it's it's great to get out there and investigate you want to go to all these places you want to go here and there and everywhere because you want to have all of these experiences but it is really important to be able to go back to certain locations and to try to get those repeatable results yeah because if you can't get repeatable results it's It's, not valid it's not valid so it for me it's all about collecting data Mm -hmm. and experimentation and trying to perform these experiments and seeing Uh, if we can get these results to happen consistently absolutely yeah because even like with what we're working on right now as you know some people may remember back to science class right now we're in the hypothesis stage and we're working on creating a theory right but for me it's exciting because you know it does take me back to those days when i was smelling my grandfather's cologne and i was doing all the reading and everything and you remember a lot of things that have happened along your life and you're like okay was that a spirit can can i debunk that right and I would love to be able to prove once and for all spirits to exist and be able to track them. Right. And personally, I feel like there is no one group in the world who's going to be able to do that because the... No. I, no, for, for, no. for my nerds out there, right. I know that you're, you guys are out there. Uh, there is no way that we can amass the amount of data that we need... No. To corroborate no. um, changes specifically within the environment to say all of these changes happened here and they happened again when this mm-hmm. happened and they happened again when this happened. And to say we have enough data with these environmental changes that you cannot poo-poo this anymore. Right. And where are my fellow nerds? There's some of you out there that are paranormal hunters. I think one of the one of the big things that you and I have talked about is developing a and maybe that's something we need to talk about in a later episode is developing a co-op right. of paranormal groups, paranormal investigators. Yes. And we set some guidelines that everybody is basically speaking the same language. Right. Turning in the data the same way. Yeah, and- that that is a subject that's near and dear to my heart. I feel like, what are we doing here if we're not creating a community with resources and support? And, um, you know, without that, we're not going to be able to reach the goal that we are trying to reach. And that is evidence. Right. I mean, we kind of need to think along the same lines as like the guys that were launching rockets. Right. There were scientists all over the world right. that were working on the same thing. Yeah, not just one guy with an ego. No. Well. There was <laughs> one guy. But, uh, and 
No. There, Trust you know, me, he didn't work alone. <laughs> no, but they were all, imagine where we would be today. Where would NASA be today if all those guys were just doing their own thing, speaking different languages as far as like calling it, mm, instead of calling yes. it thrust, you know, calling it something else. Yeah. You know. Milligos I, versus micro Tesla. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> and you know, we, we do. There, there, there needs to be standards. There needs to be people all on the same page. Right. Working together. I agree. And imagine where we could be in a few years from now in the paranormal community. I mean, 10 years from now, right. 20 years from now. I would venture to guess that if we could all do that, that 20, 30, maybe 50 years, we could have the proof and right. we could be able to, I mean, I don't want to give too mm, much away. Right. <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the baby before it's born. <laughs> right. Right. But uh, but no, you know, we, we've got some plans and we've got a huge list of locations and not all of them in Washington. It, I, I, I see great things in just the next few years. And for me, <clears throat> one of the big purposes of doing, I know there are a lot of podcasts out there. So why would you listen to our podcast? Why support our podcast? One of the big reasons for me in doing this is to create that community. Mm, we cannot yes. do it alone. We're literally out here asking for support, for help, for, you know, where are my people? Raise your hand and let's get together and let's try to start something. Let's try to start something that's going to change the face of paranormal investigation. And maybe that's a lofty goal, but I am not out here feeding my ego. I am not out here just for my own experiences. No. I do have my own agenda, but my own agenda aside, uh, I think it's more important for me to build that community and ever and have everybody get together and get on the same page and see just what we can accomplish as a group. So yeah, but I, I, you know, I think your agenda is. I mean, just you know, in talking to a lot of people in the paranormal community, it's 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 a lot of people's agenda i think yeah there's people out there that just pardon me for saying this but ghost hunt they're in it for the thrill they're right ghost it's hunting. true and not i'm not saying i don't enjoy the thrill i'm not saying i no i do we all know if you've been in a haunted location if you when you hear something that you know is not a person i become a 5 year old uh, <laughs> on christmas morning there's definitely you know, a feeling that you get and it it's why we keep going yes. um, back yeah. again and again. But in doing that, we're, we're also thinking about it scientifically and what can we gain by going back again and again and uh, yeah. what kind of data can we collect in that, doing that and how it's going to further the field. And that's when you become a paranormal investigator. And yeah, when we show up on a location the first time, some people say, well, no, you're ghost hunting. And that's true to a point, but I do show up at a lot of locations expecting to come back because like you were saying before, how do you expect to get that evidence right. if you can't repeat it? And the only way to <laughs> yeah. repeat it is to repeat going back. Yes. You know, repeat the same location. So that's really the drive for this podcast. Right. So there's that. 
I think it, at points we'll talk about different theories that we have and different theories that other people have yep. and invite supporters and our other investigators to come on and talk about absolutely what what do they think about well, I've got a list what of, is paranormal. I've got a list of people I would love to have on the show, but we're going to be talking about some locations. Some of them we may never make it to, but most of them we're going to investigate in the future. Stay tuned because there's going to be bonus podcasts. Oh, yes. About those (laughs) that we do go to. And yeah, welcome to the show. Um, I figured we'd start this episode off just giving you a little bit of back history on us. Uh, You want to start? Sure. Well, my first paranormal experience was when I was 10 or 11, I would have this dream just nightly. And I had this dream for about a year. And I'll tell you, I didn't get good sleep that entire time. It was, there was never a break. I had it all the time. Uh, It had to do with a man who was like super pale almost white face, you know, and like, how, I think I say it like this because it makes it feel funnier to me, but like Gallagher hair. (laughs) And that's fair. Right. I I think it takes the edge off for me. So, but really super curly hair. And sometimes you'd wear a hat. Sometimes you wouldn't wear a hat. But in the beginning of the dreams, it would start out, I would walk into my mom's bedroom and I would see him outside the window. Hmm. And at first he would just be going by. And honestly, it felt like to me, he was in like a convertible and like driving past the window, even though that's not a possibility. (laughs) That's not possible. But like in that, he, he went really smoothly. It was, it didn't seem like he was walking. It seemed like he was floating. And then eventually the dreams turned into, he would look at me and then I would go in there and he would just be standing there watching me. And then he was in the room and then he was sitting in a chair in the corner. He would be sitting on the dresser. He would be sitting on the bed, just, just looking at me, never, never smiling, never angry, never anything, just looking at me. And it was such a, a blankness to his face Hmm. with like the paleness and just no expression. Eventually, I, I the last thing that I remember was that I would come in and he would be jumping on the bed, like oh, just God. jumping up and down on my mom's bed. And it was so terrifying to me for whatever reason, but I would try to scream in my sleep. Yeah. And I would get that like I'm screaming but no sound is coming out. Yep. And I could even look like over my shoulder, I could see my mom in the living room and she couldn't hear me. She didn't know what was going on. And I'm screaming, I'm terrified. And then I would wake up. And I know that I would thrash around in my sleep a lot. I still do that. I don't know if it's because I'm having dreams that are terrifying me and I just don't remember it. But people have told me, I don't know if this is true because... I'm not a psychic. I'm not a medium. I'm not, you know, anything like that. And I want to see the proof. And there just is no end story to this for me. But everybody I've ever told this story to is like somebody was trying to tell you something. And that's, I mean, 
It kind of it kind of rings that way, doesn't it? I mean, when if you look at it outside of yourself. Yes. Yeah. 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 If somebody else told me the same thing, yeah. I would think that's like a visitation. Yeah. You know? Right. Except for the fact that I don't really believe in visitations. <laughs> so it's hard to yeah. put those two together. Yeah. Um, but the other paranormal encounter that I was thinking of, actually, I have never ever put these two together in my mind, was when I was 18. Mm-hmm. And it was apparently just like the night after my grandfather had passed away. And I had a dream that he came into my bedroom and he came up next to my bed and he just kind of looked at me. I was like, I remember being like, I was happy to see him because I hadn't seen him in a long time because I lived in Oregon. He lived in California. Yeah. And the next day, my sister came in the morning and told me that my grandfather had passed away. So odd that it was a dream. And the other was also a dream. Yeah. And my brother also had a dream about my grandfather the night he passed away, coming to see him in his bedroom. The same way. The exact same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, my mom has since passed away. And though though I love her dearly, I think the one person that I would like to communicate with would be my grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can... Grandparents are special, right? No, I can can relate to that, you know. Yeah. So that kind of keeps me going, and I've been in the paranormal business, oh my gosh, probably since 2000, probably, probably about 2000. Okay. So, I mean, you're talking, it's 23 years now. Yeah. And just trying to get answers, see if there's anything there that we can nail down as concrete. Yeah. This happened. Since then, you know, I've been touched. I've had feelings. Yeah, everybody has yeah. feelings. Yeah. Um, but I have, I know I've been touched. I know I've been touched by things that ha- haven't been there. Yeah. And if I can translate that into something scientific. Right. That says, yes, there is something. It interacted with you. This is how we know. Right. That's really what I'm after, after all of these years, is can I look at the data and say X, Y, Z equals there's something conscious out there that we are interacting with. Right. And what, I, what is it? And I think that's one of the reasons why I really like working with you, is we're both of the same mindset where show me the data. Right. Show me the proof, you know, kind of like... You know, our, it's almost a catchphrase with us. If it wasn't caught on camera or audio or something like that, it didn't happen. Right. It you goes know? in your notebook. <laughs> right. It goes in your notebook and I don't want to hear about it until you have proof. Right. <laughs> so kind of like you, uh, my very first paranormal experience happened when I was eight or short, at least shortly after I was eight, my grandfather and uncle and a very good friend of our family all died in a boating accident. And of course that left my grandmother in charge of a 500 acre ranch. And to make things difficult, all of the deed, the paperwork, everything was in this huge safe in the basement. And when I say huge, I mean, it's big when you're eight, but it was one of those really old school safes. And apparently my grandfather was the only one who knew the combination. 
So we're looking everywhere for it. And, you know, there was even talk of getting a locksmith in and whatnot. But woke up next morning from whenever this happened. And on the kitchen table in my grandfather's handwriting on a little slip of paper was the combination to the safe. Wow. And nobody knew where it comes from. Now, me being me in retrospect, (laughs) you know, I could probably easily debunk that. But there were other things that happened like, I mean, you'd be walking through the house and you would smell my grandfather's aftershave. Right. Just out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, he was old school Colorado cowboy, rolled his own cigarettes with Prince Albert in a can, you know, that was his brand. And you'd be walking around the ranch, you know, especially beside spots that he would frequent and you could almost smell it like he had just lit one of his cigarettes. Didn't you say your grandmother had... She would hear him. Yeah. And I think she said she did see him. But, you know, the more I think about it, more of it was... It could be grief as well. It could could be grief. You never know. But you don't know. And I'm not... These are the things that sets us on these journeys, though. Exactly. And it did big time because... After that, I was that weird kid going to the library, you know, that librarians would raise their eyebrows about and maybe call a therapist (laughs) because I was checking out books on ghosts and everything I get my hands on. I think at one point I even had Hans Holzer's book Mm. and I I was uh, just reading everything I could. And when I got older, I did do some sketchy things like go to places that I wasn't supposed to go by myself. Yeah. You know, uh, (laughs) you you don't do that. Pro tip, never (laughs) A, go anywhere by yourself and B, make sure you have permission. Yeah. But, you know, I, I did do that quite a bit every chance I got. And then, of course, fast forward to a few years ago and a fraternity I was secretary of. And during one meeting, there was a a loud bang, like a door slam from Mm -hmm. somewhere inside the building. Mm -hmm. And I was, okay, that's weird. Somebody slamming a door. Why would a brother do that? And somebody went to go check on it. And I was like, oh, is somebody late? And there was a few chuckles from among the brothers. (laughs) And uh, they were like, yeah, by about 20 years, that's brother so-and-so. Yeah, they knew. They knew. It's a, it's a thing, yeah. And yeah. and there were stories among the brothers and everything, but, you know, as Secretary of the Lodge, I was sitting in alone in the building in my office, and I heard this loud crash. Now, I knew that I was the only one in the building because I always locked the doors behind me, and it was also about the time the pandemic started. And I went to investigate, and I found one of those great big, huge metal coat racks, you know, that... You hang on, yeah. not the old school ones, like you use a clothes hanger. <laughs> yeah. No, which I, don't, I don't know how, how to describe ah. this thing for our audience, though. Right. You know, it, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big it's metal huge. <laughs> clothes rack. Yeah. I, I think it's self explanatory. Yeah. But think really it, old school. It is school. very heavy. Yeah, but, uh, and it was laying on the floor and it was knocked over, tipped over, whatever. And empty. I, and I, right, there's uh, not anything on it. I think there were some empty hangers right. on it, but that was okay. it. Yeah. There was no weight to counterbalance like you're probably thinking now. Right. But I did, I tried to debunk it. I stood it up. I was jumping up and down on the floor. I tipped it over on my own 
and it took quite a bit of force. And so that set me on the journey to try to figure out how to investigate. So, you know, that's how we started. Mm-hmm. And we are WIPS, W-W-I-P-S, which is Western Washington Investigators of Paranormal Science. As we wrap up our first episode, we just want to give a shout out to our amazing team members, Cody, Kara, Travis, and sometimes Josh, for the late nights, hard work, and dedication to the paranormal field. Of course, a big welcome to our new listeners, and much thanks to current and future supporters. We truly do appreciate you. With your support, we will be able to create a community of resources and data to prove the existence of the paranormal. So thank you all. Absolutely. And if you want some stickers, some shirts, a little bit of extra content, visit our Patreon page. And of course, your support there is greatly appreciated. You can also find us on Facebook, the YouTube, the Twitter, and wherever you download your favorite podcast from. And of course, if you'd really like to find out more about the WIPS team, please visit us at whips.org. And please don't forget to like and subscribe to wherever you get your podcast, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. So until next time, see you guys later. See ya.